0: Welcome to Piecing It All Together Podcast. My name is Bo Sanders. This is episode 20, and it is a a listen-in on the Q&R, the question and response time, after the Staudemeyer Lecture that Randy had the chance to give a couple weeks ago at Western Theological Seminary in Michigan. So we're grateful to them for sharing this audio with us part of this prestigious lecture series, and you're going to catch the tail end of Randy's presentation before it moves to the Q&A part. Now, one thing you might want to pay attention to is uh, these questions are pretty heady. I mean, this is obviously uh, a well-learned crowd, and so the first question especially starts off with a bang, so don't be intimidated. Randy's responses are amazing. He has the chance, the opportunity, and the skill uh, to take no matter, I've heard, I've heard people ask him questions that were like so academic and nerdy And he somehow has the opportunity, the ability I should say To bring them down so that anybody listening in can get something out of it And so this is a really great uh, 18 minutes I think it runs What Randy and I are going to do is we're going to take these same questions And in a couple days him and I are going to get together And we're going to talk through them just the two of us. We're gonna talk through uh, how maybe I would have addressed the issue differently, or uh, something that he thought about afterwards. And so, uh, enjoy the questions. And if you want to add any of your questions, go ahead and email us connect at piecing it all together. That's P-E-A-C piecing it all together. And uh, you can comment on this episode in the show notes you can post on Facebook there's a lot of ways to connect so let us know any questions that you have and then in a couple days when Randy and I are together we will answer these same questions we are so appreciative of your support if you like what you hear go ahead and share it we could use some more iTunes reviews that helps us reach a broader audience And we have a Patreon account. If you want to support us at the $1 level or the $10 level or the $20 level, there are different rewards for each of those support levels. Thank you so much. Enjoy this listen, and we will see you soon.
1: they Mother Turtle's hand.
0: And they pulled back her claws.
1: And there was a little ball of mud that she brought up from the bottom. So they took that mud to Creator. And they said, here, Creator. And they told Creator the story. And Creator said, I know. He said, "Grandmother the turtle brought this for you. And so Creator took that mud and he spread it all out. He spread it all over what we now call North America. But we call it Turtle Island in honor of Grandmother the turtle and what she did. And as our Cherokee story goes... Then Grandpa Buzzard said, hey, I want to get this thing dried out so that we can inhabit it. And and so he went and he began to, to fly over it. And everywhere he put his wings down, created a valley. And everywhere he put his wings up, created mountains. And you know, about the time he got to Illinois, somebody said, we better stop Grandpa Buzzard. We won't have any flat land left. So they stopped him there. Then he started again later. I ask lots of crowds, because that's one of my favorite stories. What do you hear when you hear that story? But whenever I ask Indian kids what they hear, they always respond the same way. They say they should have listened to their elders. I'm just a young guy. I don't have a lot of wisdom. But our native elders do And we should listen to them. Thank you. Thank you so much, Randy. We have some time to interact with some questions that perhaps have been raised in you uh, over the last hour as Randy's been talking. I would ask that you raise your hand, and I'll find you and give you the microphone so that we can capture the question on the recording for those who were not able to be here today.
2: Randy, thanks for being here. It's, I traveled quite a because I knew you were going to be here. Um, How far? Uh, well, not as far as you. I came down from northern Michigan. but okay. um, One of the things that uh, has challenged me since I was a seminarian, was a lot of the conversation around process theology and deconstruction. And um, just because of my own past and ways of understanding, thinking, uh, how threatening sometimes that is to somebody who has kind of an orthodox, in out black-white world view, has really kept me from engaging it fully, and maybe even some fear of being judged by others and hierarchies of going outside of things. Um, but when you were talking about some of the differences between uh, just some of the dualism, which uh, we've talked about at Western for a while, but it hit me that some of the process theology and deconstruction that's going on is done still through a dualistic worldview, and it's, it ends up being destructive yeah. um, rather than just deconstructing. Um, and this harmony way seems like a way to challenge some of these, uh, you're not really presenting here a formal theology, but maybe principles of, of engaging theology. But engaging in um, a healthy, maybe a holistic deconstruction from a native or an indigenous perspective might be a way in which we can re-examine some of the faults and failings that we have, uh, without it being um, harmful to the community, which, in some of the ways, I kind of see the kind of that very European cynical, um, let's just take everything away potentially and and leave people without any kind of construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the harmony way kind of offers. Embodied things that already exist, community, earth, creation, as things that would hold us together rather than just our thoughts and deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe talk about ways um, that you're aware of or conversations that talk about maybe the ethics of doing theology in a harmony way that um, can maybe be challenging but also safe to a more kind of Western worldview? Yeah, so, so
1: I think... Um, Couple things. One is that you know, back to the question of DNA. When you know, wonderful thinkers like John Cobb and the rest who start—they're still coming from a Western worldview—and so as they deconstruct, um, as sometimes that gets in the way, right? So um, yeah, and, and of course that's my thesis. That you know, as indigenous people, uh, I think we have a way of understanding life. And I wouldn't limit theology to just understanding. The, the proper you know God I would say understanding all of life because it's all related right and so um, uh, that can be helpful and that can break through um, the the basically um, uh, we were talking this morning with a, a group and and it was someone sort of uh, with a non theological background I was really happy and, and, and summed that up and said well this is just basic like how to live together and love one another right it's what Jesus taught. It's, um, And so uh, I don't think it's complex. Um, I think um, part of the problem is that when we try to theologize without everyone having a seat at the table, um, with an equal say at the table, um, and, and that's uh, then how a, a theology that goes off kilter and then is later developed into systems happens. And so... Um, I think we all need to come back. And, and there's a, a way that things happen, and, and, and I'm going to give the absolute most basic description I can um, generalize. Um, so you history teachers, you'll probably hate me for this. But but basically, when the country was formed, because uh, theology is, in my mind, not separate from land. Land is a part of that. Um so uh, it, it was the table was for a particular group. The table was for white landowning males, basically. And then, as time passed, and other people are through all kinds of uh, mechanisms, made their way to the table. The the where we're at right now in society, and where we're at, I think, in theology, is to say, okay, how do we amend this system to make it fair for everybody? And I think this is where we talk past each other, because the system. Was built and has, and I would. My thesis is that the, uh, you can't change the DNA once it's there. So we need another table, we need another system that's formulated with everyone at the table. Um, and I think that's where um, the process theology has it right um, that life is a journey, God is active. Um, and that uh, we we sort of uh, have to deal with the revelation that we have at the time. We have new revelation now. Um, If you consider the fact that for over 500 years no one listened to indigenous people, and now maybe people might start listening to indigenous people, we have new revelation. Any other questions? Randy, earlier you um, posed a hypothetical question. What is it that could make a follower of Christ become a killer and an oppressor? What's your best answer to that at, on this day, I guess? The Western worldview. It's not compatible with our success on the planet. Um, and, I, and I wouldn't throw out everything about the Western worldview, but I said there's some particular maladies that it has, that, that, and I mentioned some of them, that, that have to be discarded. And, uh, um, and that means restructuring, um, restructuring theologically, restructuring um, educationally, restructuring economically, restructuring all of those things. Now, some would say, well, that's impossible. And I would say, well, I think it's impossible to continue on the path we're on. Randy, an awful lot of what you said I appreciate, particularly the kind of critique of the West that you brought forward. But I'm wondering what you would say about what a lot of people would infer as the heart of Christian faith, that somehow, not just in the life of Jesus, but particularly in his death and resurrection, we see some kind of culmination of God's saving purpose for the world. Is that compatible with the view that you're talking about, and if so, how? Yeah, and speaking for myself, I'm not speaking for anyone except for myself up here, my views. Um, I, I would, um, what I would say is that the heart of the gospel message is not the death and the resurrection. The heart of the gospel is the incarnation and the life and the death and the resurrection. And that's where we've gotten it wrong, and I think that's where we've created a system, uh, systemic theologies that are only partial, and and it becomes somewhat dangerous sometimes.
3: Randy, thanks for being here. Um, the other continent, of course, that got ripped up so much by the Western. Um, thinking and the European thinking was also obviously Africa and your notion of harmony reminds me so much of Ubuntu um, from the from the Kosa uh, understanding in South Africa. Um, my understanding from my my friends who are indigenous here in North America and from my friends who are African uh, of the notion um, that um, brief story at these when one time an African friend. <coughs> called, and um, I said, oh, how are you? And he said, I do not know until I know how you are. So I'm wondering if you could say something on what it is in your understanding of theology in your tradition to welcome those who are perceived to be other,
0: yeah.
3: um, whether differently abled or, or homosexual, or, like you said, um, to listen to the elders. Um, the holistic sense of harmony. Can you say a little more on that?
1: Yeah, a couple things. One, I think that um, uh, I didn't mention, um, but after I, you know, um, surveyed the 45 tribes and elders and et cetera, and, of course, we share a lot when we were in our doctoral programs, and my doctoral particular school that I went to was uh, over 60% people from different places in the world, and so there were, you know, uh, people from Samiland, and there were um, Zulu, and there were Maasai, and there were, um, uh, and, and then I've run into uh, and, and done the same thing with um, uh, Ikalahan's and in Phil- the northern Philippines, and uh, um, uh, Maoris in New Zealand, and aboriginals in Australia. And what they tell me is, we have the same thing, you know? It's like, that's so similar to, you know, Mbutu and Hojon and, you know, the, the, the Hawaii, uh, the, the, the real aloha spirit, which is much deeper than a greeting, you know, like Shalom. And, and so that's why I believe these are actually the original instructions of all humankind that we need to get back to. Um, and I think they're the instructions that Jesus was also propagating and living. And, uh, um, and I forgot the other part of the question I wanted to address. So then
3: coming from that understanding, which mm-hmm. is... Oops. Thinking of those who are hard of hearing, using this. Um, the coming from that understanding, that is indeed endemic in so many places, including the, the fuller notion of aloha, um, then how is your perception of the call, for those of us who are called Christian, in terms of welcoming everyone, oh, okay, yeah. regardless, regardless of LGBT or, or or different different perspectives. Yeah.
1: So I would say, first of all, that in spite of the fact that you know we're still you know carrying out race theory in some ways because racism exists, that that there's only one human race, right? Um, but but in spite of the fact that you know I have a lot of my students who will say, well, my church is all white people. And so how am I, are we supposed to be, you know, multicultural or whatever? And, and I, of course, there's a lot of different models for that, right? It's not just like everybody meet together. But, but I say, well, um, is your church all older people? Well, no. Is your church all younger people? No. It's made up of different age people? Okay. Are, are they all from Portland here? Same neighborhood? Do they all vote one particular party? Do they? So the point being that we are all different. And that is how we learn from one another, through our difference. And that's also how we learn about God, is through understanding how different people, people who are different from us, which is really everybody, think about that, right? And so uh, to embrace those differences among each other, and then realize that there's even bigger differences, and maybe I have something to learn from those, I think is a good practice, so what we do, though, is we, we sort of have a oftentimes a charade that says, well, we're all the same and we all think the same. And, you know, homogeneity is a really good thing. And, and it is a comfortable thing sometimes. We fool ourselves into believing that we're all the same and, and around the same kind of people. It's, but, but I don't think we were ever expected to live that way all the time. we That's a, maybe a place of safety and retreat. but. But we have to get out and learn from others, unless we just want to see with blinders for the rest of our life. And so, um, I think uh, everybody gets a seat at the table for that, and we learn a bigger vision of who God is at the same time. And and also Kyle, I think. Okay, gotta, I think we have we have time for one short question. Okay, all right, David. I just wanted to hear a little bit more about original instructions. I have categories like natural theology, common grace, um, even that idea of uh, Native American Old Testament. What are the subtleties that I might be missing about why you, you like the term original instructions? I, I, I went to uh, Bergamot one time. <laughs> I asked him, I said, you know, uh, this is the work I've done. These are all the people I have uh, in different groups who have said we have something very similar. We have similar values, and and I and I said, "Do you think, you know, I'm off base if I call these the original instructions?" And he said, "Absolutely, that's what they are." He said, "I think this is the original instructions for all humankind," um, and um, you know, I. I think that the the question you're really asking would take a, a long, long conversation, right? Of dialogue us going back and forth. But I think the basis of all that is actually there, you know, in scripture. I think, you know, Romans one nineteen talks about we learn from creation. Romans two fourteen and fifteen says that, that we speak with that conscience that accuses or defends us in our own hearts. And and we all know, you know, I don't want people stealing from me, so I don't steal from other people. And so there's some sort of basic Qualities to that, um, and, and I think that the harmony way is just a, a, a maybe a more more fuller way to express that. Is all. So. Well, Randy, thank you so much for a rich conversation. Can we thank Randy again? <clears throat> for coming. Uh, just a